Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Aaron, and I am releasing this special interview, which was supposed to be released yesterday, but I had Charles Hoskinson on, and I had to put that out because, well, a 30-minute interview, adding this interview to it would have made it almost an hour-long podcast. I don't like to do that to you guys, so I'm releasing it today. And I'm releasing it today because released today is Trust Tokens TrueFi Uncollateralized Loan Platform. And I have CEO and co-founder of Trust Token, Rafael Cosman, on to talk about it. And before we get into this conversation, I, I just want everybody to know that this is not paid. This is not an advertisement. This is no kind of uh, sponsorship or anything. I think it's also weird because, you know, if, if I was listening to a podcast and I had a specific company come on just talking about the release and pro- project that's coming out today i would think that maybe it's an advertisement or a sponsorship or whatever there's no sponsorship this is a daily news show if somebody has news that's breaking i'm going to try to put it out because you guys need to hear it and that's what we do at decrypt is put out the news so before anybody went oh i wonder if this is sponsored this is not sponsored this is not advertisement there's no show actually <laughs> listen to the interview i go hard in the paint with this guy so if you want to know about this platform you're going to know about it by the time you're done you're going to have a good opinion about it here's this interview and i'll see you tomorrow Rafael, man, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Doing well. Thanks for having me on, Matt. Absolutely. Today is launching TrueFi's Uncollateralized Lending. And I don't know anything about this. I'm very excited because you were actually trying to explain to this to me off air. And I was just like, no, let's save it for the show. I got to be a dummy about this because if I understand it coming out of this conversation, that means my listeners will. So, sir, start at the beginning. What is TrueFi? Yes, yeah, so TrueFi is a protocol for uncollateralized lending on the blockchain. So you can think about it as similar to Compound or Aave, which do over-collateralized lending, but TrueFi is doing, under, doing uncollateralized lending, which means it can get higher rates, but may potentially have higher risk. Okay, so let's just explain collateralized lending really quick. quick. And yep. let, me tell you, let me tell you if I'm right with this. I have, let's say one Bitcoin, one Bitcoin today, let's just call it $20,000 because who knows where it's going to be when everybody listens to this. Let's call it $20,000. Most companies allow, right? Most companies allow me to borrow up to say 50% of that value. You know, so I have 20,000, I can borrow 10 and then pay it back with some interest, but they keep my Bitcoin until I pay back that $10,000. That's collateralized lending. Am I correct? Exactly. That's right. So then explain uncollateralized lending. Can you please? With uncollateralized lending, you know, it's things like Compound and Aave that do collateralized lending. You have to put up a Bitcoin or put up an Ether and you can borrow stablecoin against it. Our protocol, TrueFi, which is launching today, you can just borrow stablecoin directly. Now, of course, the protocol needs to stay safe and make sure that it's only making loans to people that are going to actually pay them back. And so that's why we have a token called Trust Token. And the holders of Trust Tokens get to vote on who should be able to get loans or not. And they're actually incentivized to vote in the best interest of the protocol and only allow in borrowers that actually do repay their loans. 
Wonderful. Now, the way we do that in banks, you know, we put up a little bit of money for, say, we're buying a house, you put up a couple percent, maybe 20 percent if you don't want to get We're not going to get into how, how it all works, but you put up a parcel of how much money you want and then they give it to you, give you the, the loan because of your credit, your credit worthiness. You pay off your credit cards, you pay on time, yada, yada. What criteria are you looking for to get that uncollateralized loan on TrueFi? Good question. So we're not starting out with lending to individuals. We'd like to get there, there eventually, but that is going to be a little bit more risky and it'll take more processes. And we're starting out just by lending to large institutional borrowers, folks that are you know, big crypto trading firms or OTC desks that have nine figures already under management and years of track record. And these are folks that can be very trusted to return a million dollar, $10 million, or even $50 million loan to the protocol. But down the road, we're going to be looking to branch out and have all kinds of borrowers. In fact, the protocol is even going to be lending to other protocols on the Ethereum blockchain whenever its capital isn't being borrowed out by one of these institutional borrowers. You know, that's, uh, that's pretty interesting that you're, you're lending to uh, companies, but that still didn't answer my question. What criteria are you looking for? Yeah, fine. A company has 10 billion or, or I'm sorry, 10 million or $20 million or whatever, and they can get that money and they look like they're trusted because they're doing business. But a lot of uh, companies operate in the red. They declare losses. I mean, what's the difference between a loss between you and a loss between that and what makes them trustworthy? So I'm still wondering, what's the criteria? Good question. Well, the, it's ultimately up to trust token holders who decide you know, whether someone gets a loan or not. And so that's, it's, a, it's a decentralized network of folks that are really getting to decide the future of the protocol and what sort of uh, information they want to see from these borrowers. Everyone that we're launching with, you know, it's just a handful of very strong borrowers. These are folks that um, our team is very carefully vetted that we've done, you know, done work with them oftentimes for several years, and we know their business pretty well. But um, down the road, it's really going to be ultimately up to the ecosystem whom we decide we want to let into the, into the borrowing pool. Somebody doesn't pay back the loan, what happens to that? Just the people who are putting up the true USD is just going to lose that money and we go start over? Or how does that work? Well, so there is legal recourse. That's a good, it's a good question. You, you, know, you don't just want to say, hey, if they run off of the money, then there's nothing we can do about it. So there is actually a legal contract under the hood that every borrower is signing. And um, we're right now gonna have our company be the counterparty there, but in the future, um, likely moving that to a foundation or nonprofit that's gonna be able to actually take those borrowers to court and enforce that legal contract if they aren't paying the money back. Understood. Understood. So if it's uncollateralized, you know, with the bank, you know, you can go back, go over and take the house. I mean, so um, if it's if they are not paying back said money and you do have legal recourse and you take them to court. But, you know, if you don't have money, you don't have money. You don't get money back. People could, you know, just be go declare bankruptcy. The holders or the people who approved it are still shit out of luck. So what does that really mean? Because I'm, I'm still trying to understand uncollateralized loan. I mean, there's more risk there. And I don't understand, like, what's the protections? But fine, legal, but there's really nothing you get back if somebody just says, I don't have money. That's right. So yeah, you can definitely take a loss there. And that is a risk with this protocol. Um, anytime you're doing uncollateralized lending, it, it is oftentimes going to be riskier than if you have collateral. But there's, there's several ways we mitigate that. You know, one is that we, for newer borrowers that are coming onto the platform, that may not have as much of a track record, we can start them out small with a loan that's just $10,000 or $100,000, just a very small fraction of the assets in the protocol mm -hmm. where if we were to take a loss at that size, 
okay, you know, it doesn't actually make a huge impact for the protocol overall. Right. Then over time, once once we've gotten comfortable and once the community has really had a chance to get comfortable with them, seen multiple loans be taken out and paid back, we can start to ramp them up to a larger size. And if we ever have concerns about someone, some bad news comes out, there's a you know lawsuit comes out, then you know we can always um, reduce the amount that they can borrow or cut them out of the platform completely if we really feel like it's too much of a risk. And so ultimately, you know, we're we're looking for people um, that are interested in becoming a part of this process and helping to make these decisions to enter the ecosystem and join as trust token holders and really be able to help make those decisions about who should be getting capital or not from the protocol. Right on. Thank you for explaining that. Why you not banks? Wow. Why us not banks? Well, one is that it's much more transparent. You can see every cent that goes in and out of the TrueFi protocol, every single loan that's been paid back or has been defaulted upon, it's completely transparent. And every single borrower's history is all there for everyone to see. And not only that, but you know, you're gonna be getting a potentially much higher rate with TrueFi than with a bank, where we're actually passing on to users the high rates that borrowers are paying. Banks are passing on almost none of that. And with TrueFi, you know, any address or any smart contract can be a lender, even with as little as one cent of stable coins or as much as a hundred million. So it's much more open and transparent system than banks. And that's what we see as being powerful about a lot of these DeFi platforms. But this is really the first one to tackle uncollateralized lending, which we think is a big step. Right now, so now uh, let's talk about the two aspects of it. Let's talk about the borrower and then let's talk about the person who's putting up that, um, that money uh, for those loans. If I'm the individual, if I have just say, let's just say I have $100,000 and I put it in, in uh, true USD, can I stake that for this loan, these uh, loans that you're handing out and also uh, get some of that, um, get, get the rewards from that loan? That's right. Yeah. So you can take, you could take US dollars right now, put it into true USD, put that into the TrueFi platform. And then once, it, once you put it into the TrueFi pool, then the pool will be automatically lending it out to these borrowers that we're working with. I'm sorry, and what kind of rate am I, are we talking here? We're talking right now about 10 to 12% APY is what these borrowers are offering. Wow. And so as long as we can keep most of the capital in the pool actively working, then that's the, that, that is the kind of rate that you should be getting as a user. And not only that, but there's going to be pretty massive farming rewards on top of that uh, for at least the first few weeks and first few months of the protocol. So if you're, if you're farming as well, you can actually just take your, your TrueFi LP tokens, stake them with a protocol, then in addition to earning the normal interest rate, you'll also be farming trust tokens. And so your APY at that point could be much, much higher. Right on, right on. And so what kind of uh, assurance is that my tokens won't get lost? Look, ha hacks do happen. Things get lost. Are you FDIC insured? What kind of recourse do we have? Do you have a, a like a, a SAFU fund that's sitting there with hundreds of millions of dollars just in case something does happen? So uh, maybe a smart uh, contract um, uh, breach or uh, coding error. So, we, I mean, we've seen this before. I have, I mean, a hundred thousand dollars to me, I don't know about to you is a lot of money. <laughs> like, so if I lost that, I would probably out, out, out cry and want my money back. What kind of guarantees do you have that I, my money is being there and you're using it in this, and I'm safe. Yeah. So the, so the true USD themselves, those are sitting with actual, you know, that that's backed by us dollars sitting with banking partners that we work with in the U S and overseas and it's back one form with US dollars. But once your true USD is being lent out by TrueFi, 
then you know, on the smart contract side, our smart contracts are audited by multiple external auditors. And so that's something that's very important to us. We, of course, we can't guarantee that they have no, no potential vulnerabilities, but you know, we are following all the industry best practices and being absolutely as safe as we, as we can there. And additionally, the borrowers that we're working with, um, especially at first for making sure that these are extremely reputable institutions, folks that have a long track, track record, and you know, every single loan has to get approved by trust token holders. And trust token holders actually stake their trust tokens on that loan, and those trust tokens will be lost if that loan doesn't come back. And so they really have skin in the game to make sure that they're making a smart decision about who they're approving as a borrower. Mm-hmm. Yep, right. Well, $100,000 to somebody that has $2 million, is that a, the same weighted leverage that I would have to vote for somebody that does get loaned? And you still didn't answer my question. What what backups in, in, in like SAFU, SAFU funds or FDIC insurance do you have to guarantee that if something does happen, I have my $100,000? So we, we don't currently have, there's no FDIC insurance here. Now, this is not a deposit in a bank. And we don't currently have a SAFU fund, although the protocol is going to be charging a 25 basis points fee on loan origination. And that, that um, fee is going to get collected just directly in the protocol. And it'll ultimately be up to the ecosystem what to do with that fee. And one of the things that, 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 that those fees could be used for is creating a SAFU fund, although that's really going to be ultimately up to ecosystem up to the whole ecosystem about you know what really is best for the protocol to do with those fees but matt i'd say overall um you know this something like this it's got it's got a lot of the same risks as other DeFi platforms like compound or ave you know none of those systems have um fdic insurance um, or, or any sort of guarantee that you won't lose your funds um but you know this system it's returning a, in general a higher yield but it doesn't have collateral, but it does have legal protections in place where every borrower is signing a real enforceable legal contract that they have to pay back those funds. So that's still not a guarantee that you can't lose the $100,000 you put in, but it is everything that we could put into the protocol to make it as safe as we can. Understood. Now, like I said, I was going to go from the person who's putting up the collateral, and then I wanted to ask one more, a couple more questions from the person, uh, the companies as, as uh, borrowing. So the company yeah. is borrowing, and I, we, again, I said my question a little bit ago was why you not banks, um, and then it still goes goes to what is the incentive for the company to use you besides the banks? Is it lower rates? Is it more uh, accessibility? I mean, why would somebody that is established that can get loans, that does have capital, that does have a business, that does ha- that might be green on the books or have uh, you know, a, a valuation of their company that's pretty high, um, why, why do they need to go to you and not the bank? So what's, what is their incentive? Yeah, so one is that a lot of banks just don't work with crypto companies at all. And that's, that's just true. because they're not comfortable with the technology. Um, there are a small number of banks that work with crypto companies, but it's still, it's not nearly enough to create the kind of efficient market that you'd like where reputable crypto companies that, you know, have a great business, have years of track record, are able to get the sorts of loans that they should be able to get if they weren't crypto companies. So that's for one. But a second piece is also that what we're building here is going to be a faster and smarter lending system than has ever been built before. Like, because crypto can move so fast, what we're looking to get with this protocol is the point where, you know, let's say one one firm could take out a loan of $5 million that they are only taking out for 48 hours because they need the funds for something. And then they repay it after 48 hours and immediately, just an hour later, it could get borrowed by someone else 
for 24 hours and then repaid and then borrowed by someone else. And you know, the protocol can be routing capital in real time to wherever it is needed most, whoever's willing to pay the highest premium for it when adjusted for the risk. And so we actually have what's essentially like a prediction market that is assessing the risk of every borrower. And in the future, it's gonna be in real time pricing in information that about all of these borrowers and then making its lending decisions on a day-to-day or even hour-to-hour basis based on who's willing to pay the, the largest amount for capital when adjusted for risk. And so that kind of speed, you know, the fact that you could get a loan, you know, today it's going to be about three days with a protocol, but in the future, we may have pre-approved borrowers that can actually get loans in minutes or seconds and then could return them even just hours or days later, that's gonna be uh, a level, a, a pace that the conventional finance will just never be able to compete with. Last question, I wanna say thank you very much before I ask this and say, and uh, because you know I always come in with a lot of cynicism with every project, not just yours. So yes, I, I mean, questions. Uh, I, I ask questions and I think anybody that was thinking about using their crypto as, a, um, as something that can generate them income off of APY or what have you, uh, should be asking the same, th- same questions. I was talking Absolutely. to uh, Alex Mashinsky the other day and asked him the same questions and uh, the listeners heard his answers and now they heard yours. Last question before before we go today. This kind of lending is getting crowded and the competition is getting heated up. There is collateralized loans. You're doing uncollateralized. That's your um, value prop. Um, so how do you see the space of lending maturing in the future? And how do you see this TrueFi platform maturing in the future as well? Because look, you're going to have more competition come in. There's more people that are going to get in the space and the people who are establishing the space, they're going to start, you know, stepping up their game to try to get you out. What do you see that those issues are going to be in the future? And how do you figure you're going to roll with the punches? That's a good question, Matt. So I think that right now, the space of DeFi protocols for over collateralized lending is pretty crowded. There's Compound, there's Ave, there's Maker, all these guys are doing over collateralized lending and that's not a space that we want to compete. We think that there's a big hole for uncollateralized lending and it is in general, it's going to be a bit higher risk, higher reward than if you collect collateral, people are just willing to pay more for those loans. And really for the space to mature, there needs to be an entire continuum of different risk reward profiles that people can go after, just like there are in conventional finance. And there's going to be a frontier of just the best possible opportunities for for different levels of risk tolerance. And we think that we're hitting a new point along that curve. And actually TrueFi as it matures, it's gonna have several pools. Right now we're just launching with one pool, but in the future there's gonna be several pools which deploy different lending strategies. And pool number one might remain you know, pretty conservative just with large institutional borrowers, years of track record, hundreds of millions under management. But we may launch a pool number two that actually can get even higher APYs, but is going for smaller borrowers that may be a little bit less established and somewhat higher risk. And that's going to be for a different audience. And, and investors may decide that they actually want an entire portfolio of, I want some of my capital in over collateralized lending with Compound or with Ave that I feel really secure with. I want some of my collateral in pool one that's doing uncollateralized with large borrowers and some of my collateral, some of my, my capital in these more risky pools where I can get a higher, higher yield, but also maybe taking on more risk. And ultimately, all of these protocols 
you know, are really, are really uh, controlled by the, the feedback from the ecosystem. And what are people looking for? You know, do they want to go in the direction of higher risk or higher reward? What do they think is really best for the depositors, for the people who are providing liquidity to the protocol? Right on, man. And I lied. My last question, Raphael, what's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Favorite Ninja Turtle. Wow. Uh, I'm going to say Donatello. It is not Raphael. Wow, dude. Donatello. I didn't actually watch the Ninja Turtles when I was young. Oh, man. Okay, fine. Fine then. Raphael Cosman, co-founder and CEO of Trust Token. Thank you very much for coming on the show. And good luck with your launch today. And uh, we'll check back with you in the future to see how everything's going. Thanks for having us on, Matt.